to the Morning Word Podcast. This is your host, Brother David, and I hope you prepared your hearts to hear the Word of God from the man of God right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody in the podcast land. This is your host, Brother David, alongside Pastor John Matthews, here once again to bring you a word from the Lord. And I uh, just want to say hello to Pastor. How are we doing this evening, sir? Ready. Amen. Uh, we've had an exciting week. Uh, we got an exciting week actually coming up. Easter. Amen. If you want to kind of give them a little heads up on that, Pastor, what to expect. Uh, One service. Amen. 8.30 next Sunday, Lake Revista Recreation Center, 1401 62nd Avenue South, 33705. We'll look for you. Amen. And uh, make sure, you know, masks will be required. We'll still be doing all the uh, temperature checks. It's going to be real safe. Yeah. We'll be outside under the big tent and uh, we'll have uh, plenty of seating, social distance. And let's just give God his his uh, his due for what he did for us. And for those that are able to attend, what will we be doing for them, sir? If everything goes well, <laughs> we'll be able to stream the the uh, the live message. We'll be able to stream it at ten thirty. Amen. So if you can't be there at eight thirty, look to look look to listen to. Uh, the, the New Philadelphia Worship Center, uh, look for that service at 10.30. Amen. And, and, of course, there will be the morning word service at 8 uh, from our New Philadelphia ministry site will also uh, be available. Amen. So we got quite a bit uh, on the table for this coming week. So uh, there's no, there should be no reason why you can't say that you didn't, you didn't get any word. Man, around here? <laughs> So we thank God for that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, open up in prayer. Father, we, we, we thank you for being uh, so gracious and kind to us, Lord, uh, allowing us another opportunity to come bless your name, to lift up your name, because you are so wonderful and, and you have a name that's above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. Yes. We thank you for that name because neither is salvation in any other, for there's no other name among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. Not one. We thank you, Lord, for revealing that to us and, and showing us how wonderful and, and kind you are, but you are also just, Lord. Yes. And, and there's another side to you, Father, that we, we hope and pray that we don't want to see, Father. We want to stay submitted to your will and to your way. Grace. We thank you, God, in, in all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So we last podcast, we kind of dealt with uh, sort of the maturing process. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did another podcast before, and I, and I think this kind of almost uh, is a sequel to it in, in a sense called Avoiding the Traps. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. <laughs> and I think, you know, in what we're going to kind of hit on today uh, we're going to be dealing a little bit with complacency mm -hmm. and what that looks like uh, in whatever role you're in as a leader, follower, wherever it may be. So these are, the, you know, some of the things that we want to avoid because it's so easy to become complacent. 
Yeah. It's so easy to get into this rut. Yeah, uh, complacency, uh, apathy, uh, procrastination. Uh, Satan is, is so slick, you know, at least thinks he is. But yeah. he, he'll use any of those to hijack uh, the will of God. I, I would even go as far as to say uh, Satan don't even need us, our own flesh. Oh, no, not our own flesh. <laughs> our own very flesh. Oh, you know, no. Say, hey, I want to relax. I want to chill. I want to. Yeah. Little after pandemic. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I'm comfortable right where I'm at. I don't want to, you know. Parking Jesus. And, and you know what's, what's going to be a challenge, Pastor, is, uh, you know, once this pandemic is 100% lifted up, is getting people to come back to the service. Yeah, first primitive fellowship. First primitive couch. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want to leave that ministry. <laughs> yeah, they got they got comfortable. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I can just chill, yeah. relax, sitting. You know, and new hope, of, new hope of the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can pause. I can stop the ministry. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I don't have to supposedly engage as much you know there's, yeah. n- there's nobody really looking at me yeah co- co- cornflakes with fruit on the couch in my jammies <laughs> praise the lord <laughs> but we got it we got it you know there's a lot of work to be done yes so it, much well the pandemic actually uh a lot of churches have have closed their doors during the pandemic never to be open a lot of churches lost pastors. Yes, uh, during the pandemic, uh, it's been rough. Yeah, it d- doesn't have to be, but that's that's what has happened. And you know, we gotta we gotta overcome that and come come out better and stronger. And I, I think that the church is positioned for a leap forward, and we we need to see that uh, people know now. Some of the idols that they served were just that. And they're looking for a real God. And they're looking for real people that, that serve the true and living God. There are some people that are really hungry for spiritual things. And they're ready to get out of the house and, and find a place where they can worship. Yes. And we need to be ready to to receive the world mm-hmm. uh, into God's kingdom. To, to let them know they are loved and they're welcome in his house, and there are people that will help them to to find the best of life through Jesus Christ. This is an opportunity, David. It is. It is a tremendous opportunity, and that's why, you know, hopefully in, in today's message, uh, you know, you will be able to understand the importance of, of identifying complacency. Yeah, don't get stuck. Because it's, it's too easy. It is so simple. And we can justify it in so many yeah, see, ways. See, sometimes we, we look for the big stuff and and the little stuff comes in through the back door and becomes the big stuff. You know, oh, yeah, I'm not committing adultery. I'm not stealing. I'm not, you mm-hmm. know, you know, I didn't buy any, any uh, weed this week. You know, I mean, right. But 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 just getting lazy in God, not wanting to change. That stuff is just as it, uh, look. As long as it gets you off track with God, Satan don't really care. That's right. Yeah. So it, it, there's a scripture. I can't remember where it is right now. I think it's Ecclesiastes, but it talks about little foxes. That spoil the vine. That spoil the vine. And what what's yeah. that? And what that's saying is, uh, the grapevines uh, have this luscious 
uh, sweet fruit, the, gra- the the ripened grapes, and they're not sitting at the ground level. But you know, foxes are really not huge, big animals, and so uh, and when you compare the foxes to the bears, now bears like grapes too, and bears are huge animals. You know, they're not looking up at the grapes. In many cases, they're looking down. But the the bear would take his paw, you know, and 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 grab some grapes, and, or you know, or swat them off, and you know, and grab them. And it, he has no problems getting access. But but the little fox, he's looking up, and it's like, how do I get up there? And then finally, wait a minute, why get up there? Let's bring them down here. So. Rather like the what the bear, you know, he might hurt some some stems, you know. I mean, bend some branches, but the fox, he will actually chew and gnaw until the whole vine just falls down, and then he can get get the grapes. But he's he's damaged and sometimes even kill the vine in order to to get the grapes. So you would think that the big bear would do the most damage when actually it's the little foxes. Uh-huh. And it's the little foxes in our lives. Just, just again, procrastination, uh, complacency, laziness. You know, it, you, you can't grow because growth in Christ, spiritual growth, it takes effort. Yeah. And it takes consistent effort. You know, obedience, uh, I heard the pastor McCree say today, OCC, obedience, commitment, and consistency. He's right. You know, we got to do it, continue to do it, you know, well, do it, be committed to do it, and continue being committed to doing it. Uh-huh. And then we grow. Uh-huh. I mean, a farmer does not get a crop by watering, uh, you know, like every, every uh, week or so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, if if you if you go by fields, sometimes there's these big metal things uh-huh. with the wheels, and and they can actually, if there's a shortage of water, turn those on and roll them through the the field to, to get water to the crops. There's irrigation, uh-huh. but but laziness is like okay, you know, it better rain because if not, I ain't going out there to do this extra work. And sometimes our walks with God dry up because we don't make the effort. We don't take the time to do the things that keeps the walk, our experience, our relationship fresh, and, uh-huh. you know, and with, with, uh, with the Lord. There's, there's two things that, you know, as you were talking that already just hit my mind. One of them, one's opposing the other uh, from the other, but they mm-hmm. both have the same outline. And one of them is that, uh, we wonder why we don't uh, excel at our jobs. Mm-hmm. Why maybe sometimes uh, uh, leadership doesn't look at us mm-hmm. in our workplace because mm-hmm. they see the level of complacency. Yes, that we say I'm just going to do enough to so I won't get picked on. I won't do that, but but yet I want to move up. Yet I want to raise and this that. Yeah, and the they're other. gonna raise. They're gonna raise you up out that chair <laughs> and, and, and uh, walk you out the door. <laughs> but then then you got the opposite end. We got somebody that's on fire for 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 the work, 
and doing everything they can to to make sure that uh, they're they're recognized. Why? Because they, they got a set motive of either elevating to a higher position because of either the position itself or the money that comes with that position. Proceeds in the book. And then, but when it comes to God, I'm okay. Yeah, and hold on, <laughs> and and we'll we'll uh, make more more. Uh, we will go after the prestige in the book. You know, the dollar in the desk. We'll we'll go after that harder, and sometimes we will sacrifice what we need to do in order to grow in God, in order to to chase these cultural idols. Yeah, you know, the Bible clearly lets us know what will a man give in exchange for his soul. Yeah, bigger barn theory. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Oh man, I'm doing real well. I just I need to expand my territory, and then God says, "Oh fool, oh fool, this night, this night, your soul is required." Now, what's going to happen to the barns and all these things? So we can never forget that our priority, uh, if we're wise, is always God. Amen, amen. So we're coming from the uh, book of John, mm-hmm. um, chapter 11, verse 45. Yeah, let's start at 45. And, uh, you know, just as a prelude, uh, Jesus has just worked one of his greatest miracles. Uh, a good friend of his, Lazarus, has actually died. Mm. And he hears about it, uh, but he doesn't show up quick. He shows up a couple of days later and uh, Lazarus ha- has two sisters, Mary and Martha. And, you know, they're, they're mourning and just, you know, we've lost our brother and he, oh, Jesus, if you've just been here and he's trying to tell them, I'm here now. You know, but they haven't even fathomed that Jesus is able to, to raise a man from the dead that's been dead, you know, three days. Uh-huh. I mean, he's. He's riding and stinking by now. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be a done deal. Not according to Jesus. Even in our worst, when when our lives is just a mess, he's still able to bring life. Amen. So so this has just happened, and but there's a group of people that, that has a problem with what has done. Beginning at verse 45, the scripture says, And many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what he did, believed in him. I mean, how can you not believe in in, in Jesus after this notable miracle of of raising a man from death to life, having to take the grave clothes off that's been on three days? But some of them uh, went to the Pharisees and said, do you know know what Jesus just did? Uh-huh. Right, and the Pharisees, uh, they they did they were not with Jesus' program because Jesus's program was changing their program, and they weren't happy about that. Verse verse forty seven says, so the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council of the Sanhedrin and said, "What are we to do? For this man performs many signs." If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. So what's wrong with that? Well, here's what's wrong with that in their book. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. 
But the number one thing they were concerned about is their place. Amen. Uh, you know, I think one of the first things that we can understand in 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 this particular passage is the question that they asked. Mm-hmm. What are we to do? Yes. Not what does the scripture say? We should do. <laughs> what does the Bible say? We ought to obey. But what are we to do? And that's where we get in trouble. And, and they're willing to even do things that are totally contrary to what the word says and to what God would have them to do in order to keep their place. Yeah. And, and, and you know, we, we have to be very cautious, you know, when when we see things happening to other people or other mm -hmm. people having what we consider maybe a level of success. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden we're saying to ourselves, you know, well, how did they do that? You know, or, or how come I can't do that? You know, what am I going to do? Yeah. And and so now we're starting to find ourselves in the same, you know, when we start asking ourselves, like, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, the question is, is you already stated within yourself is what are you doing wrong? Is, is Instead of asking, what do I need God? What do I need? What does God want me to do? Yeah. Jesus, how do we become a part of this great movement? Yes. It's such a blessing to, to see what you're doing. The teaching that's changing lives, the power of God being manifested, that's uh, saving and, and transforming, that's healing. You know, how, how, you know what, what, are we, what are we to do so that we can further this movement? Yeah, and, and you see that uh, happening a lot, especially within the church body within organ, you know, within the organization at different locations. Mm -hmm. Some pastors get jealous of others. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, so, you know, that they, they either try to figure out what, what it is that's going on over there, or they start making up these uh, lies and saying, Oh, well, you know, they are just, uh, compromising mm -hmm. or something to that effect. But they, they, they have to make an excuse there's a lot of influence, uh, 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 character assassinations going on in the Bible. I mean, let's just be real about it. You know, churches are full of hit men and hit women. Amen. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they're almost, it don't have to be true all the time. Right. You know, they're looking for something to get you a little black since they feel a little gray. Mm -hmm. You know, they just can't leave you white, you right. know. And so they feel threatened. They feel threatened, you know. Uh, and and I don't even understand it, David. Eighty percent of our communities, you know, aren't aren't going to church. I mean, there's not enough room in every church that we have in our in our area to hold all of the unsaved people if they even got saved. Mm -hmm. So why are we fussing and fighting over the same few? You know, when, when there are so great a number that have not even heard the word, they haven't even heard the gospel. And, and that's real simple. That's our topic tonight, complacency. Complacency. You know, and, and, and to think about this, the church is complacent, but guess who's not complacent? The that's devil. The devil. Satan? Complacent? Not on a bad day. He is, he's on overtime. Uh, he, he's doing everything and anything to make sure that uh, his program is in charge and leading the way. As much division as he can cost, uh, or, uh, cause, I'm sorry, uh, or how much um, 
disbelief he can, you know, uh, pronounce to people's lives and bring all these crazy things in here. Why? Because he knows the more people that become less complacent become a threat to him. Satan is either executing a plan, making a plan, or or overseeing a plan. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he's always on his. He's game. evaluating his last results to figure out the next results. He he he's in motion. Right, and and if he's doing that, how much more does the church need to step up their game? You know, uh, because the Bible lets us know if one could put a thousand to fight. Two can do 10,000. Oh, no, I really so. don't have time. You know, you're doing pretty good with that 1,000. You know, I, you know, yeah. I, I cheer you on. You're doing a great job. No. We, we've got to get past this complacency of just wanting to keep things the same and stay stuck. You know, that's that's no way to live. So when, when we look at at, at what they're saying is we want to want to save our place in our nation. Then one of them came for us in, in verse 49, who was the high priest that year. He, he said to them, you know, nothing at all, nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people. Not that the whole nation should perish. So he's saying, you know, listen, it is, not only do we need to work against this man, we need to eliminate him. Just to save our place and our people, they're justifying what they're going to do because they're willing to go to the ultimate. They're willing to take this man's life just to hold the prestige, just to have the position, uh, just to be looked at as the, the highest religious or, or entity. They're, they're willing to take Jesus out. No, and but again, David, people don't realize sometimes we take Jesus out by taking him out of commission by taking the Jesus uh, uh, in us and parking in front of a television or, or sitting in front of a computer. Yeah. You know, in, instead of spreading the gospel, instead of uh, doing things for you know t- discipling, uh, we're being discipled by our, our laptop. Yeah, what did uh, I think Mike likes to say? Uh, uh, weapons of mass distraction. Yeah, weapons of mass distraction. Boy, you know, I, as a kid growing up, we had three, four television stations that we could watch, and and most of them went off by by twelve or one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Now you have hundreds of stations, twenty four <laughs> hours a day. Yeah. You got YouTube. You got podcasts. You know, I mean, you're just inundated with with streaming channels, and so all day and all night, there's all of this content that that's literally there to trap your life so that you you know you don't even come up for air. Yeah, I mean, literally, you can have your food delivered, your grocery delivered. You know, they can pick up your dry cleaning. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, wow. You never have to leave the property. You can just, just you know, stay in your little cocoon and, uh, until that day is, is, is called when, when you're through. Then what have you done with your life? What, 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 what was your purpose and did you fulfill it? In most cases, too many. 
what God purpose is not being fulfilled at all. Complacency. You know, that's uh, in fact kind of going in line with the message from this morning uh, when when Jesus uh, made the statement, uh, uh, will the rocks cry out? Sometimes the rocks got to. Everybody else busy eating a hot dog. <laughs> Can't talk with food in their mouths. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when you think about uh, what Cave is saying, he, look, we need to get rid of this Jesus because all the changes he's asking for, it's just too much. Nobody wants to do all of that. So that happens in the church today where, where uh, God will have a movement going and it was, it was, oh, we never did that before. You know, that, you know, and they, they, they assassinate it, they kill it, they tear it down mm-hmm. simply because they're too lazy to do it. Yeah, get rid of the leader, get rid of the head. So that the body can just remain still. Yes, complacency, and and so uh, I, I've seen this happen recently uh, in, in my line of of servicing to you know in my one of my jobs. Churches will get rid of pastors that are, that are quote unquote trying to do too much, you know, and you know he's he's a not slave driver, and they're asking what the Bible says. Of a, of a group of Christians, but the, the group of Christians have become so uh-huh. comfortable because that's what causes complacency. Yes. You're, you're, you're so comfortable somewhere until you don't want to go somewhere else. You're, you're so comfortable with, you know. Your routine. Your routine that you can't be radical uh, in your faith to, to go and do what you've never done before. To, to serve at a whole nother level, to love at a whole nother level. Because that'll get you up off the couch. That'll, that'll get you out, you know, helping people and, and meeting needs. Yeah, and, and part of it is probably because, you know, we're comfortable where we're at because there's nothing challenging us because we're afraid of the unknown. And That's and, so true. And, and because we're afraid of the unknown, we won't, operating that level and we stay where we're at but then we'll complain uh and say you know you did you know did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness yeah yeah we want out of egypt but man can can you bring you, you know, know where's the water where's, where's the food where you know <laughs> yeah. yeah and and because of that you know we, we find ourselves you know doing another lap around the mountain mm-hmm. when we can really be a lot further than what we were if we if we would not just be complacent if if the tens uh, the 12 spies that went out and saw it the way God saw it for the promised land that journey would have been uh, a month at most instead of 40 years yes and then they would be uh, enjoying the fruit of the land and everything that that came along with it but because they allow fear to set in mm-hmm. and their, their level of complacency to set in. Now they're finding themselves wrapping around a mountain every single year for 40 years and not even being able to see it. Yeah. You I, miss out. You miss out. And if you are complacent on your job, you, you won't go very far. Yeah. 
you know, you you'll want the positions, you'll want the paycheck, but it'll be beyond you if if you're if you're just trying to survive. No, you, you there's there's being complacent about your health is not good. Mm-hmm. You know the, the complacency because see, here's what happens, David. I get you complacent in one area of your life, and then I try to make that spread. Amen. So in many times, in many cases, many times, what what's, what uh, Satan will use to hinder us, it doesn't even start in the spiritual. It'll start in some other area of our life and then spread. You know, we'll get complacent in our health, in our natural health, then we'll get complacent in our spiritual health. Uh. You know, we'll, we'll get complacent about paying our bills and then we'll get complacent about paying our tithes. You know, we'll be complacent about, you know, uh, being unwise with our, our time, uh, you know, taking too long of a lunch break or getting to work late or leaving to work. Or we'll, you know, we'll become complacent on cheating on that time, and then we'll become complacent on cheating on our prayer time. So quite often, the, 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 the bad habit that's transferred mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily start in the, in the spiritual part of our lives, but... But but it, it it anchors there and moves on. Yeah, uh, I think a scripture that goes with that is a little leaven. Leaven is the whole lump. <laughs> if you've ever you know seen bread made, the packet of yeast, you know, it's not a whole lot compared to the big lump of of, of dough. Oh, but when that yeast gets in, it makes that dough rise and spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it leavens that lump. It 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 gives that lump. You know, but watch this though. And once that lump spreads so far and stops, it doesn't do a thing else. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, you, you stuck. You, <laughs> you can't do nothing. Yeah, you got Christians that you know that started off rising and moving, and now they're lump. No, we want to give ourselves to God because in His hands, the lump can be multiplied. Took a couple couple of fish and some loaves of bread, some lumps, and he prayed over and blessed them. And he fed the multitude. Yes. If we'll just commit our lump to God, place ourselves in his hands. The little boy could have been complacent. Oh no, this is my lunch. But he put it in God's hands. Everybody, including the little boy, got full. Uh-huh. And then there were baskets and baskets of fragments left over. That was more than enough when not being complacent got put into God's hands. And, and, and instead of a lump, that was more than enough. Wow. What can God do with us? If we leave our our complacency, if we if we make ourselves a little bit uncomfortable, so that we can grow further and go further for for the good of others and and the glory of God, man, if we just leave the the complacency and get us on fire for God again, because see. Just about every Christian you know of, David, there have been been times when 
they weren't complacent and they had that joy and they were uh-huh. doing for God and everybody was, you know, yeah. oh my goodness. And then all of a sudden they kind of something happened and they kind of, you know, got out of that out of that fervor, didn't have that fire and, and now they can't find the match to strike it back. But if you go to God, the fire of the Holy Ghost, uh-huh. God will come by a spirit. You know, you just got to present yourself to, to be put back on fire. Yes. He'll do it. And you'll enjoy it. Yes. He he can raise up that man's bones. Oh, yes. And and piece everything back together. Even can better. Can these dry bones live? Absolutely. And And when you get on fire for God. You'll see the change. You'll see the fact that when you're on fire, you're able to illuminate certain yes, things. Yes. You're able to keep things warm. Yes. You know, you're, you're able to be that light for some. Oh, the properties of fire. They will come spiritually. And, and you'll be able to purify some things in your life. Amen. And, and that's why we have to stay on fire because all these things that we're missing out on, it only happens as, as long as we don't stay complacent. Yes. And we'll, we'll see the growth begin to happen and the joy being restored. Uh, and, and it's just, if, uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, what they say about yawning, you know, when a person yawns and they see somebody is contagious. Yes. And when you get on fire, it gets contagious. Uh, there's a pastor uh, from the Chicago area. Uh, he wrote a book about being contagious Christians, uh-huh. and and we and, and what Jesus did was contagious. I mean, you know, he he was preaching the gospel and what I mean in massive crowds. Uh-huh. You know, it, it was contagious, and and one of the things that that irked the the Pharisees were, uh, you know, there was no their movement wasn't contagious, uh-huh. but rather than get on fire. They want to put the fire out. They want to bring Jesus and his movement below their level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, look, you, you don't want to rise up or stay propped up, rather, on the hurt of, of someone else. If you, got the, if you got the down and shoot every other church down so that your church looks like it's up, that's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, w- listen. Uh, a rising tide floats all boats. Uh-huh. We want a flood of the Holy Ghost to lift up every church. Now, if that boat has a leak in it, you know we're not responsible for what happens. But, but man, we, we you know we need more churches. We need more uh, uh, men and women of God. We need even amongst our teens and our children, they can be so effective. Complacency. Get it out of your house. And sometimes just if one person starts getting complacent, they'll affect and everybody else will get complacent. But the light, the, the contra, uh, contrast to that is, oh, if you get one person on fire, huh. that, that fire can spread and, and burn and purify and heat and do all of the things that, that the property of fire can do. We need to get the fire of the Holy Spirit moving and working again at a, at a whole nother level. We, we need to chunk complacency to the side. I say, God, what do you have for me? You know, what would you have me to do? Amen. And let's see this, this world change and made better. 
Let's and especially coming out of this pandemic. Yes. You know, you know, you it is forced routines that are not good, that are not healthy in any way. Now's the time to take advantage of of, of people that are that are hungry and that are looking. Now's the time to show them that there's a change through God that's better than any other thing that they can connect with. We can share the good news. If we, but if we're complacent, how many people will be without hope and how many people will be without help? Let love help each and every one of us to leave complacency. Amen, amen. That Let God stoke up that fire. Uh, somebody said in the natural that a, a, a match can start a forest fire. Amen. We need that match lit. In mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. so that the you know in the spirit realm we can see people being saved left and right, yes. people being delivered, people being healed and set free from the bondages of our own flesh from Satan. But we need people who are on fire. They that hunger and thirst after you will be filled. Yes. So we thank you for that, Lord. Any final words of prayer? Yes, I w- uh, listen. I'm just asking each and every person that's listening right now. Just open your hearts up to God as we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being so good, for being so loving, for being so kind. Lord, you provide for our every need. Lord, you protect us. Lord, every good thing that we have, have had and will have. It's a result of your your grace, Lord. It's, a, it, it, it's really been prompted because of your love. Forgive us, God. Been lazy, Lord. Haven't done what I know I should do. Hasn't, hasn't helped me to get better. Actually, it's helped me through complacency to, to get a little worse. And Lord, not only that is... It's kept me from doing better for others. Father, I pray now that you forgive us for our our laziness and and our slowfulness and our complacency. And Lord, by your grace, touch us, Lord, on the inside. Start with our hearts, God. Change our minds, Lord. So, Father, we're will be the the doers and not just the hearers of your word. I pray for a fire, God, of the spirit of, uh, of the Lord to touch each and every person that listens to this podcast. Wake them up, Lord. Shake them up, God. And Lord, help us all go forth and to be used to make a positive difference in this world reduce placency god in our lives and we thank you lord in advance god for what you're doing and for what you're going to do to get us active and motivated for the work of god thank you father in jesus name amen amen may god keep you may god bless you (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to the Morning Word Podcast. We pray that you were blessed with what you heard today. You were able to get some insight on how to live a better life closer to God. If you wish to continue to listen to this word, please subscribe to our podcast on the following platforms. Apple's Podcasts, Google Casts, Pocket Casts, and Spotify. If you wish to view us live during our services, just simply go to newpministries.org. That is newpministries.org, where you'll be able to stream live services on a weekly basis. And with that being said, we pray that you continue to reach, teach, and love somebody new. Have a blessed week.